And we're roughly about 45 seconds away from the front door. So we just got two speed bumps and a left turn. So, so like a woman with a BBL, just. Oh my God. <laughs> well, um, put, me on, put yourself on mute and I'll intro the show while y'all getting out. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Y'all see the topic. This is Live Mouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg from the Black and Bothered podcast. And this is Live Mouth Stereo podcast. Tonight, we are focusing the topic on tax write-off for creatives, creators. Now, that could be a graphic designer. That can be someone that gets money from TikTok. That can be someone that makes a lot of money on Instagram. Someone that does podcasts. Someone that um, get sponsorships, someone that does voiceovers, someone that reads books that go for Nook and Audible. Um, that can be for, you know, a creative that makes sounds for movies or commercials. Whatever it is, you're creating content. And my thing is like, the way people are getting paid off of creating content and you know, posting a reel and making companies thousands of dollars and posting a picture or just wearing an item or talking about a product for like five minutes, they're getting paid. And the way that the U.S. works is if you're getting paid over a certain amount of money per year, that shit needs to be taxed, meaning we need a piece. In order for that to be legit, so we don't come for you on some tax evasion that needs to be legit. And that's why I want to talk about it because people start trying to scramble and get their taxes together in like, I want to say March when the deadline for taxes is in April. And then they either got to push it back or they got to do whatever they got to do to not be fined. My thing is let's prepare now. This is the last quarter. We are in it. What did you spend money on in order to make the content that you have online on a website? What did you um, pay for? What did you come out of pocket for? Maybe it's a roadcaster, maybe it's mics, maybe it's a new desk, maybe it's a new Mac, maybe it's a uh, borrowed laptop that you paid no more than $300 on. You could completely write that off. Now, I don't do taxes and Greg doesn't do taxes. So disclaimer, we are not telling you exactly what to do on your taxes. What I'm telling you tonight, what I'm sharing tonight is Googleable. That's not a word, but it's a word tonight. It's Googleable, meaning you can put it in a search on Google. You can put it in a search on your Safari. You could put it in a search on Google Chrome. You could put it in a search on whatever Android uses, right? And you can search these tax facts. You can search what you can and can't do on your taxes. You can search how to file your taxes. Even if you're an independent contractor, there's a way, there's a form that you need to be filling out for the work that you've done for whatever company. And I wanna talk about it because I feel like the IRS makes too much money off of creatives, off of people out here working, missing sleep. And I want to make sure everything that you're putting in, you're getting out. That is the whole point of tonight's show. You can find Greg 
on Twitter at Al Sharp Tongue. You can find me on Twitter at Shambi Podden. If you have any questions after this episode, you are free to at us on Twitter. Um, you can DM me on TikTok or IG at Shambi Podden. You can put messages in on the Stereo app that we are recording from. Shout out to Stereo. You can find both of our podcasts on Red Circle. That is our host for our podcast, Young Black and Bothered, and She Gets a Pod. And then you can find Lama Stereo on your favorite podcast app. Everything on here will be recorded. So if you come on here with a question, don't let yourself feel stupid because you might not be a tax expert. You might have a question. Again, every state in the United States is different. What I pay to start a business might not be what you have to pay. Um, you know, what I pay to do my trademark might not be what you had to pay. It depends on the classification and all of that shit. I'm not really going to deep dive into trademarking because that's a whole nother episode. But I will basically do like a checklist on what creatives might spend money on and what you need to make sure that you're taking into consideration um, to get back for next year on the 15th. If you know a creative, I suggest you share the show. If you know a creative that's not doing shit right now, but is like stressing over, you know, oh my God, Apple comes out this month. Uh, my website cost comes out this month. I got to buy a new mic. My computer's messing up. I need a new hard drive. If you have all of your business shit in order, you're not going to sweat about that because you know you're going to write that the hell off next year and get that all the way back. A lot of people leave money on the table with the IRS and the IRS is not going to be like, hey, you left $563 here that's for you, but you did your taxes wrong. You didn't calculate it. You didn't save the receipts. You didn't scan in your receipts. There's no proof of this. You didn't um, download the documentation that Cash App gives you. You didn't download the documentation that PayPal gives you. How do you prove that you made $500 from this company? All of that shit, you need to have a record of. That's this whole mindset of, oh, I'm not organized. You know, my stuff is all over the place. That's your fault. It takes nothing for you to go into your Gmail, go into your Yahoo, go into whatever email you got set up, and make a folder for podcasts, make a folder for studio equipment, make a folder for receipts, and put all the that shit under there. If you pay for Apple each month, put that shit under there. There's a percentage of Apple that you can write off if you're a creative. If you pay for Canva, which I love, put that shit in the folder of your business. That way, when it comes tax time, you just pull all that shit. You go to your accountant, pull all that shit, forward it over to me. One thing about receipts on paper, they will fade. They will fade on your ass. So there's nothing for you to take a picture of it or scan it into your computer. Put it on file. I have an um, envelope with all of my um, business shit, my LLC shit whether it's me going to AT&T and making a business line that goes in there, whether it's me um, paying my yearly, uh, what is it? It's a yearly something that you got to pay when you have an LLC to make sure your business is in good standing. I pay that 
I'm writing that off. You can write that off. You get that back. That's something that you're responsible for that you should be able to get back. If you're not keeping track of that, you're going to be out of money. Because when you have an LLC separate from you as an individual, you can do regular taxes. You don't have to hire someone that's going to charge you, you know, I charge $350 to do your taxes because you think it's so complicated. I've been doing my taxes myself since I was 16. I got a business now. I do it myself because it's so easy how they walk you through it and what you can add on online that you don't need to hire somebody to do your taxes. A lot of people who are lazy, who don't want to do it themselves, spend more money. And I have no forgiveness for people who don't want to learn how to do it themselves that overcomplicate it in their head. And it's not complicated. If you bought a house this year, you're going to get some credit next year. If you had a new baby this year, you're going to get some credit next year. If you moved this year, you're going to get some credit next year. If you bought an eco-friendly car, a Tesla this year, you're going to get credit next year. So it's like all of this shit that people be like, oh my God, you're buying this luxury vehicle for what? This country gives you a cut on your taxes if you buy a eco-friendly, efficient vehicle. A lot of people don't know that. So yeah, maybe you paying more for a Tesla, but uh, you getting credit back on your taxes. So there's a lot of things that I'm gonna talk about tonight. So just make sure you got sticky notes or you got a notebook that you're writing in or you writing this down in your calendar book or whatever you're gonna write this down in or you're using your notes on your iPhone. Make yourself useful. We're gonna talk about some things. You're free to ask questions and all of that stuff. We already got a message. Um, hopefully Greg is in the house and he's settled by now. I'm going to play this message and I'm going to check with him. Peace and blessings. Chan, Greg, where y'all been at? Been here. <laughs> What's been going on with y'all? How y'all feeling? Storm ready in the building. What's going on? What are we talking about tonight? Loud mouth stereo tax write-offs. Oh, Lord. I, my mother needed to be a tax write-off as much money as I get <laughs> <laughs> Thank God my kids and stuff, because I just paid a lot of money. I told my wife the other day, you know, we need more tax write-off. But I, I, I've, I've been told by my tax people that it don't even matter no more if you itemize. Whether you itemize or not, they only give you a certain amount of percentage. That's what they told me. Y'all could tell me something different, but um, I'm listening. Holler back. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm here as a beacon of light that's trying to like figure things out because mm-hmm. I, I went from like I owe taxes one year and then I, I've been luckily like blessed to get money back, which is a good thing. You know, obviously mm-hmm. not having a daughter and everything, but owning a business, it's been different because like Shannon said, these subscriptions and everything have mm-hmm. honestly kicked my ass throughout the year everything is a subscription model and they have their own personal taxes and everything as well. I'll give you a perfect example for the podcast. We had a segment we haven't done in a while called, um, what is it like? We have first 48 and then we had dope and dope. Dope and dope requires music, right? So having a requirement of music means I have to have a streaming service. Like I just can't go to Kaza or LimeWire anymore. I have to go and have a service. Now, someone will say, well, why don't you just use Spotify for free? 
unfortunately, unless you want to have ads every 30 seconds, you can't do that, right? So have to pay rough between nine fourteen dollars a month. Spotify apparently in twenty twenty three is going up to twenty dollars a month. So yeah, these things are starting to hit my pockets. So when I asked my tax person for the past two years, she was like, Oh, like you're pouring into your business and you're not getting a lot of it back. Talking about like money from subscriptions, you know, and things like that. It's like, yeah, because I'm paying all these services. Like mm-hmm. when I say this, I looked at all the streaming services I use and then she had said something to me, I think a month ago. She was like, well, you work from home, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, that counts. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh, electricity, internet, all. I'm like, wait, what? That, that's a thing? I was like, oh, okay. So how, you know, I'm sure you're going to bring that up. But when it came to subscription, she was like, do you pay for all of these? And they deal with your podcast. I was like, everything I pay for is honestly because of the podcast. I can guarantee you, Shane, I don't use Netflix like <laughs> at all. Only reason I have it is because, you know, one family likes to use it. But for me, when we talk on the show, like, say if we're talking about, like, Dahmer or something, guess what? I need to be able to use that service. Same thing with Spotify. I use that service. You say Canva. Um, I don't pay for Canva. I have a friend who has the, like, family plan. So mm-hmm. I'm just added to that, luckily. But there's a lot of things that I pay for on a subscription base. And when it comes to tax season, I want to make sure that I can get that money back. So when Storm Ready had mentioned, he was like, they're going to have like a certain amount that they can give people. That's mm-hmm. great. I just need to know what that amount is because that will actually be indicative of what I'm going to start canceling. Because before when I first started podcasting, I was only adding the new microphone that I would get roughly like every 18 months. Um, so I would have new microphone new wires because those you know those xlr microphone wires they don't last long like at all they last maybe six eight months and the reason why i say Mm -hmm. this you know obviously wrapping them around the audio that you use the interfaces and stuff like that but now podcasting has gotten so simple but i still use this stuff and now that it's gotten simple it's actually gotten more expensive for example like stereo like it helps but then i have to pay an editor and someone would say why do you pay an editor because I need to get the stuff out in time. Paying an editor, paying a website editor, um, LLC stuff I have to pay for. I told you the subscriptions with Spotify, all that stuff I have to pay for. New microphones, new XLR mics. My phone is the primary thing. Now, someone would say, well, why do you get a new phone every year? Because if I have my phone for two years, it's now obsolete. So now I've actually lost the investment on my business. And with apps like Stereo, for example, they did an update that no longer works with certain phones. So I think it's like, if you have like anything less than iPhone X or iPhone 10, it doesn't work with stereo anymore. So imagine if you had the iPhone eight as a podcaster, you can't use that phone anymore. You have to upgrade your phone in order to even podcast. Um, Also being a YouTuber, got to get a decent camera that has, you know, a certain thing. Also you have memory cards, microphones for that. Cause those are separate from everything lenses got to worry about that have to pay the youtube editor i also have to pay for youtube youtube isn't free anymore you have the free tier of it but you have so many ads that it's not beneficial tiktok wasn't expecting to have to pay into tiktok but again shan told me about canva that's a subscription a lot of this stuff is starting to add up so now when i have to go to my tax person i have to show her these things so she told me she's like oh just give me 
all of your, what do you call it? Like your itemized things from PayPal, which is what I use for most of these like subscription services, as well as my bank account. Now, the one question I have for you though, Shane, is things like business meetings, these like off the wall things that we do. We might have a dinner with somebody for a podcast, or we might be doing a Zoom. Could those be considered like business expenses for us creators? Because I yeah. hear people say it all the time. It's like, oh yeah, I went out of town to, you know, I went to Georgia and, you know, I went out and met some of the podcasters, we went out to eat and stuff like that. Could that be considered billable when it comes to yeah. podcasting and it's tax write-offs? Just like, it's just like when people have a business and they have a business account, they're going to pay for that dinner on their business card or their bank account that's for their business account and then take that receipt or whatever that is on their statement and say, oh, that was for a business meeting. It's not that these people who will have businesses are rich. It's that there's that's a loophole in you being a business owner and having a business account on what you can write off. That's not your hardworking salary money. That's not taken away from your wealth. Use your business and make your business you and how you move around and represent your brand. A lot of a lot of wealthy men will say, I don't even use my birth name on things that I do anymore. You're you're looking at Mark Blank Blank LLC. When I go out to eat, Mark Blank Blank LLC pay for that. When I take a flight, Mark LLC pay for that. When I have business meetings and I gotta rent this vehicle, Mark LLC pay for that. I haven't touched any of my money in years. And that that loophole right there, when when Grant uh, Cardone was like, his accountant said, to make sure you don't owe nothing next year on your taxes, you would have to spend at least something 100000 to break even. So and he was what? he was like, fuck it, let me just go ahead and buy a plane. And this man bought a plane and had no taxes to pay the next year because there's mm -hmm. a certain amount of money depending on what you do in order to break even and not have nothing to pay back this government. Okay, so I got a question. And again, I'm telling you I'm gonna have like 15 questions. With this, with these subscriptions and all the things that you pay for, I know you said with the LLC, you know, you cast these as a different like entity. But for me, I've been facilitating every purchase I make through my normal checking account. Should I like for me, I have like a credit union. So say if I have like PenFed or Navy Federal or something like that, should I set up a checking account and have asserted like allotted amount of money? go to that account that way i know all the business transact you know transactions that i use go towards that so it makes it easier to facilitate between that and my regular check-in if i were sense? you yes it does if i were you the easiest thing to do would be if you have an else if you have an llc you should have an ein number correct I'm still in the process. This is a learning lesson for Greg. I mean, Greg is learning the EIN tonight. The number, once you have an LLC, is free. 
is given to you, right? And that's basically your EIN number is going to be basically represent your company uh, social security number, right? So when I went to AT&T last week and I was like, I want to move my consumer account over to a business account. I want this number to be under a business account under my LLC. They did a um, credit check on my EIN number of my LLC, not mine. And then they opened the account and then they did a Wait a minute, right there, right there. I, I gotta stop you because this matters. You said that the EIN number, and I'm writing this down, is technically considered to be the company's social security number. And you yes. use the consumer account as a business account. So for people who are starting out and they have their LLCs and they're trying to establish credit or they're trying to establish themselves for these credit checks and things like that. When you start, and I'm only talking about you, do you start with these like credit checks? Are they giving you a good amount to start? No. Or is it no. like... You gotta build it up. So the way that okay. I build up credit um, for my business is I got the LLC, I got the EIN number, I apply for a shell, um, a shell card. Mm-hmm. And that shell card, I'm gonna get gas with it. Um, if I'm going to go pick up supplies for the podcast, I'm gonna go pick up um denim because I will cut up denim for some people and 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 they mm-hmm. will pay me for it that's a service for me leaving my house and having to put gas in my tank I'm going to use that shell card I'm going to get a receipt and every month I'm going to pay off that shell card that's me building it cuz I'm paying it before it's due it's on time and they see in how many times did I pay on time and then there's other credit cards for a business that you can use with a certain limit and you just buy mm-hmm. your business supplies on that. I'm going to buy podcast mic on this. I'm going to buy pens that I might need to create content. I'm going to buy desk supplies with this. I'm going to buy um, whatever it is in order for me to have what I need to create content with that card. And I'm going to pay it off. And that's me building up my own um, credit in a good way so when AT&T ran my credit for my EIN okay she good she could have an account so they basically yeah. transferred they transferred my regular number to a business account okay so and this is so maybe I'm a little bit confused so you already had a personal account with like the service provider you attempted to move it from a personal to a business I, so they already i guess like since I'm, I'm trying to like find a wording you, for you have to but... look at okay this is what's confusing you you're thinking i'm doing it off of me yeah that's what i already had the phone the iphone mm-hmm. on a regular consumer just like anybody has a a um a at&t or a t-mobile whatever regular customer mm-hmm. ain't nothing special about you whatever make sure you pay your bill next month right okay. i said okay I know I have a consumer account. I already y'all already ran my credit for this phone and this account. What I'm telling you now is in order for me to write off this bill and write off the payments that I'm making on this phone that I want to pay off. What's up, Drake? 
Um, I want to be able to write this off as I use this for business. Can I have a business account? Okay, they need proof in a, a corporate AT&T store. You can't go to any AT&T store, um, but you have to go to a corporate AT&T store, right? And you go in there with your proof of your business and your EIN number because that's what they're going to use to open the account. They're going to ask you the business name, your EIN number, and what is the business address. Give them that shit. They call AT&T corporate and they do what they need to do on the phone. They set it up. And so now they take my number off of my regular consumer account with my house internet and my other phone line and they put it on its own account. So now that whatever happens on this iPhone or whatever happens on this bill is not going to affect my credit. It's going to affect my business credit. Okay. But next year, I won't be able to write off all of this year and be like, I've paid all of that on, for my business. I'll be able to write off October, November, December. And then the following year, I'll be able to write that whole year off. So really, am I coming out of pocket $119 a month for this iPhone next year? I won't be. It'll just be in my business. So a lot of a lot of times when you see somebody that has their business and oh my god they got the newest this that they got the newest that because they don't gotta pay for this shit. Like it's it's like, and this is why I get so frustrated with with people bragging about I work for two weeks and Friday coming I'm going out and I'm gonna use my work money that I made for two weeks and go buy this Gucci bag. You think them people that own businesses spending their money to buy Gucci? They not. They using their business credit card and saying the way that I represent myself with clients, I need to have this Gucci bag. This was for business. This was for my brand. This was for my company. And that's the difference between someone having a business and making it look easy and someone not having the knowledge of how they're getting that shit and having all this money coming in when they're spending all this money in overhead because there's a way for them to write that off. And so my whole thing is like for creatives, there's a way for you to write this off. Even if you don't have an LLC, how you do your taxes, what you make from like IG or however you make content, that money, it goes under let me not lie. I'm going to tell you exactly what it goes under. It goes under. Damn, I thought I took a screenshot of it. Maybe I didn't. It goes under a, a different class of like um, profit and losses on regular taxes. I think it's like under the C section. But I just want to go over um, a different a checklist of what you can write off as a creative so you make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah. So if you don't have pen and paper, um, get pen and paper. I'm going to go through them. If you want me to stop and explain something, I'll explain it. Okay? If I cannot explain it, please Google it. Um, what I will say is you need to document everything. You need to start scanning in receipts. You need to claim your deduction correctly on your return. Um, a lot of people say, 
you know, you can write off Netflix. The IRS says Netflix is a private expense. It cannot be written off. So that's false. Okay, so no Netflix. Okay. Um, it's very important for you to know your business versus a personal expense because the IRS is catching on to people who say, oh, I have this for business or I spent this for business. They have certain things that they classify as a personal expense. For instance, makeup, personal expense, clothes, personal expense, unless you can show blatantly that the company says you have to wear this, you have to buy this bag, these shoes, uh, this uniform, and it costs this, and that was for your company. Unless it's that, you they're going to ask you to prove it, okay? Manicure, personal expense. Teeth whitening, personal expense. Hair care, personal expense. Cosmetic surgery, personal expense. Now, things that you can claim a portion of that's like a monthly subscription subscription is like Apple. You could pay, um, you could claim 30% of what you pay for Apple each month, 30% of what you pay for Spotify each month. Um, if you can directly prove that you need Netflix for your business, 30% of what Netflix subscription is each month. Okay. Now, here you is where I, I need to like add in because there are a lot of these services. I know you said like Netflix isn't a thing, like absolutely not. Unless you can absolutely prove like I need this for my company because of this. Okay. Okay. Because it gives incentive for at least for me and how we do our show. If someone were to ask, like, okay, can you prove it? Like if you did a podcast that's like a movie review, or if you have a segment where you're talking about like entertainment and you're talking about like what are we watching recently or what have we watched recently? Would that be considered? And I don't know if you like have the answers to all these questions, but it's definitely for me, it matters because if they're going to take 30% off of like Apple and Spotify, which are to me streaming services, but obviously mm -hmm. they have a necessary need. Yeah. Why isn't everything else like ESPN? And the reason why I say this, because I listen to these podcasts where okay. they analyze. Oh, go ahead. I might help you right here. Perfect example. If I have a company and it's my podcast, blank, blank, LLC, right? Mm -hmm. And it's sports entertainment podcast. I have to watch ESPN. I have to have the highlights. I have to keep up with what's going on with these players. So maybe I might have a subscription with New York Times. Maybe I mm -hmm. might have a subscription with ESPN. How do I get those things? That is a direct need. It's obvious. Perfect example, Black Horror Humor, podcast with Drake, Leah, and Baylor. They have to mm -hmm. watch horror films or clips and shit. They could possibly write off uh, Netflix as the whole subscription because this is the basis of our podcast. Okay, now when you say write off the whole... Are you writing off the whole as like the 30% you mentioned or the whole meaning? Right. No. So I'm right. whole subscription because this is the direct place that we get our information and our research for these movies to tell people about it. Because my business LLC is for horror, whatever, films. Now, for okay. me and you, we can't say, 
loudmouth stereo wouldn't be shit without Netflix because we don't just mm-hmm. talk about shit on Netflix. Now we exactly. may use it, so now we would be doing a thirty percent. Okay. Now another stupid question, and somebody's like, "Greg got a lot," and I do. Um, this when it comes to LLCs, is this? just another subscription where you pay into it every year because as you've been talking i went and i googled for me and i won't say the llc name because i don't want someone to steal it but mm-hmm. i looked and they were like okay it's going to be like 199 dollars, right and i was like cool and then it says keep your business in good standing with total compliance failing to stay compliant with the state of blank can remove the protection of your llc and expose you to personal risk will help you mm-hmm. set up right and stay compliant it says we offer this for 10 days with your LLC order, then it continues automatically at $280 a year. Cancel online park- or by calling us. Let me park you. Okay. When you go for you try to go legit in this country, you're gonna have scammers out the woohoo. When you're mm-hmm. in um the process of doing your trademark, you're gonna have lawyers knowing what what database they can go in to see who's in process and then they're gonna start emailing you random law office gonna start emailing you i used to get like fucking six law offices per day since last year to mm-hmm. my business now saying oh i see um you had to redo this on the forum pay us 890 dollars. we'll take care of it for you so you don't have to worry about it Pay us five hundred oh. and something dollars so we can make sure that nobody else is using your name. And then after you know three months, you pay us a monthly fee of X, Y. This is how they make money. It's like people exactly. are always fishing for you, so you don't need a lot of the shit that people be offering you for your business. You don't need someone to, um, you know, let me be like your your trademark bodyguard and make sure nobody uses your trademark. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let somebody yeah, use I, my I, have... I want somebody to use my trademark so I can come at you while you think you comfy and come collect my money for the months that you use my shit. Okay, so when you say trademark, trademark, when you say trademark, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but when it comes to like trademarks, right? If it's mm-hmm. under the umbrella of your LLC, like say if my LLC is like greg llc right say if that's Mm -hmm. the llc but then the trademark is my youtube channel name like can that fit under that entire umbrella or does everything have to be unison with like greg llc greg youtube channel greg instagram greg twitter greg.com like does it have to all be let me say this the llc part or the sole proprietorship part or I forgot what the third one is, whatever you pick. That's basically how you're representing your company. That has nothing to do with a trademark. You can have an LLC and not have a trademark for shit. You can have an LLC mm-hmm. and not a um, copyright for nothing, right? I mm-hmm. wanted to have a trademark because I made a logo in 2012 that I've been using on all of my branding shit. And I just want to make sure I'm covering all my corners. So mm-hmm. the trademark, depending on what that trademark is going to be representing, what it's going to be on, um, and what it's going to cover, has different classifications. So for me, my trademark is for 
downloadable podcast. That's why on my podcast covers artwork, you'll see my trademark on there. Because I want to make sure that you know this company or this is representing this brand, right? Mm. I can't say now my trademark also represents any merch clothing that I put on. I would have to do another trademark classification for clothing merch. If I said okay. I wanted my my trademark to represent tires, I would have to do another trademark process application for automotive tires. So like that, that's how the government keeps getting money. So these big companies, let's say Nike, if Nike wanted to do um cars, buildings, shoes, they would have to get three for cars, buildings, and shoes. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. have the money to do that trademark shit three times all at once. Some people do. Because de- depending on what your classification is, if your trademark might cost you 250 or it might cost you 350 Mine cost me 350 mm-hmm. And that's 350 you pay up front and you don't get that back whether it goes through or not. So you got to mm-hmm. make sure you're going through with your trademark lawyer and you're filling out this shit properly. It's a very tedious, annoying ass process. I paid the 350 last year when I had it and I didn't worry about it. And then this year has been like trying to make sure it gets done before the deadline. Because if you don't do it and get it done before the deadline, you have to start all the way over and pay another 350 Nope. No thank y'all for checking out the show greg and i appreciate it we put thoughts behind this we put notes behind this we put time behind this okay we could be doing other things and people on our saturday night but we here for y'all because we love it Lime Out Stereo is a podcast that we both created years ago and we still here giving you a show from years ago all right Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google, Himalayan, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Anchor, uh, Red Circle. Wherever you listen to podcasts or you share podcasts, we appreciate it. But tell us what you think on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to shop at Loudmouth Stereo Shop. Don't forget that you can shop... Loud Mouth Stereo Shop with Teespring and support the show. You can always download and share the episodes and you can always leave a review and even donate directly to Red Circle for Loud Mouth Stereo. Sir, not me. I have a friend of mine who paid someone 800 and some dollars to do the trademark shit for her. And she did it wrong two times. And so now, so now she got two different people trying to trademark her name and she's been in business for years using that shit. So now Mm. she's fighting two people trying to use the same name because who she paid wasn't done correctly and she spent the money. Mm. So this is like one of those tricky things where 
you might pay a, somebody that's a trademark lawyer or whatever and you you feel like okay i did it the right way i got somebody that knows what they're doing they're i'm in good hands they say i'm in the good and then they just take your money and fuck your shit up and somebody else using your thing mm-hmm. so i did my shit myself i didn't hire no lawyer to do my stuff I did, I did my research. I read up on it. I did it myself. Once you're in the application process, they issue you uh, um, a, a trademark attorney that talks to you about your application to make sure everything's legit. You have all the proof and they basically tell you what you need to do in order to sign off on it. Yeah. And I think that's my issue. Like I've been looking like as we've been recording. And I've, you know, had other people tell me before, like, oh, I can help you get started with your LLC, blah, 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 blah. And there's like, there's always a course. There's always a a, a fee. And I get like, they got to be in business too. But it's like the fees just seem so fucking astronomical. Like nobody should be paying ten fifty for something that other people are telling you, like, it's going to be one ninety nine. It's going to be two fifty, three fifty. Let me tell you why it's unnecessary. Depending on what state you're in, I'm in um, Georgia. My LLC hmm. cost me. $100 online. Didn't go to a courthouse. Mm-hmm. Went online. I researched the name that I wanted to use on USPTO. I think that's the website, the trademark website, making sure no other company is using it. Now, if you want to make sure in the US nobody's using this name and this is a name in the US as an LLC. That's one thing. If you want to make sure on a global level, nobody's using this name, that's another, that's another fee for an LLC you're going to pay. Or you're going to pay a bigger fee if you want it to be global. Right? Mine so is just kind of like, so it's like regular TSA versus TSA pre-check. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah. you got like, I'm sorry, like global entry, I'm sorry. It was like, yeah, like here in the States, like you just got pre-check, but global entry is going to get you everywhere. So is it more yeah. beneficial? Because I wrote this down again. You said USPTO, and that's, you know, for use, at, you that's know, for US uses for, LLC. That's a website. No, that's a website to make sure nobody's trademarking the name yes. somewhere on something or copywriting the name somewhere on something. Okay. Now, at LLC, for, Google, you could just Google whatever you want your company name is, LLC, and see if something pops up. See, let me let me look now again. Okay. Hmm. And of course, so like the like, LLC, be my life. When I when I say like the LLC, you don't need no seminar. You don't need to pay for no class. The LLC is you as a regular regular person googling and going to the trademark website to make sure so nobody trademark this name, and you can use it and going to your state. Um, website and putting in the information you want to make an LLC and paying the fee. You're done. Mm-hmm. And then after you do that, apply for the EIN number, which is free. A lot of websites will pop up and be like, get an EIN number for $80. That's a scam. You don't need to pay for it. It's free. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things are going to pop up that's legit that you pay for something that's free because you don't have the knowledge. Okay, so I'm looking up just, you know, my last name. You know my last name. So I'm looking this up and on what US what is this? USPTO. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like statuses that say TSDR and then it says like live or dead. 
a lot of dead ones. <laughs> a lot of dead like trademarks for these names, and they have like categories like of a, check status. What? I want to say there's like a time period as a trademark that your shit could be dead, and if you don't mm. re-engage it again, then mm. you lose it, right? And a lot of times, the biggest mistake you can make is to contact that person who has that application sitting and say, are you using this? Because that happened to my friend too. And they'll too. just renew it. They'll renew it. So you yep. got to be slick with it and be like, okay, bitch, you passed your time. Let me go ahead and scoop this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm looking and let me see if I look. There's live and it says classes. Oh, okay. Um, we got a message to play it. Yeah, let's go ahead. Hey, shut up. <clears throat> Damn. We <laughs> fucked up my throat. Uh, I wrote off uh, on my taxes and OnlyFans uh, receipt. Shit, I got paid. That was good. Mm-hmm. Facts. There's a lot of people making uh, over 100K, more than their regular, degular job salary. OnlyFans. You could write mm-hmm. that up. Oh, no. What he, I think what he was saying was he probably subscribed to an OnlyFans and wrote that shit off. That's a business expense. Like, yo, like, I got to review this. Like, I'm, for, and that, that's why, like, for the show, like, I think the biggest issue I'm dealing with when it comes to LLC is because I have so many different variants, like YouTube, TikTok, podcast, stuff like that. But the podcast, unlike you, Shan, like, I have co-hosts, and mm-hmm. I don't want them to be like, hey, I'm going to file this on my taxes as well. It's like, well, technically you can't because you don't do things. So, you know for a fact I kind of like hold certain shit back like the editor of the podcast like that's my guy that I deal with so I have to pay them so I can go and do that and everything is done through PayPal it's not like some under the table shit so I have the receipts and the documentation for that right but then Mm -hmm. when it comes to like certain things that I was doing with the show logo for the show um artwork for the show um even merch for the show um again I have to Shameless plug, T Public, because we do have a advertisement that I'm going to work on, but mm-hmm. we have a promo code uh, YBAB for tpublic.com. We have forty percent off on all the merch that's on there. But I'm, you know, just shamelessly plugging that. My issue is with those co-hosts. How does it work where I go and tell them it's like, okay, like you can claim what you do on your taxes like when i say what you do like your phone bill all the things that you do individually but you can't just say you know what this is my podcast because for me i can't go to my tax person like actually you know what i do pay for this 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 and this because honestly i do and i have the receipts for it because obviously having four or five other people they'll say the same thing hey like you know i'm on a podcast i use my phone bill so that can be considered their taxes and then like this do you run this business do you own that business basically what Asking me is how to how to avoid the Joe Budden complex. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, so when you have an LLC and it's established, you also get to choose who are your employees, who mm-hmm. is the the um the co owner, who is mm-hmm. this position, who's that position, and you can name them and you could put in their social. Mm-hmm. That way, if one of your co um 
host wanted to claim that, hey, this is the company podcast that I am a part of business-wise. This is my position. This is what I make. This is what I invest. They could do mm-hmm. that. We ain't got to be in and out of that because on paper, legally, I establish you as the exec and this is your job. And so legally, all I will have to do is put in, um, as long as you file your company shit correctly, um, mm-hmm. they can file their shit correctly on their taxes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I have to get this in line for sure. Because I don't want so, to be like, all right, like, Greg is... LLC, I don't have any employees. Mm-hmm. So I don't got to worry about putting in whose who's, um, title is what and what they do and they can't claim nothing under um, my business name under taxes. So, like, I, I know it's going to sound ridiculous again. Kids, mm-hmm. can you have them as employees? Yes. So, um, you can, uh, you can, um, have your child under your company as an employee and you could pay them up to $1,200 a year, I think it is, mm-hmm. or 1200 or 12000 I think it is. And you could say that you pay them X, Y, and Z for stuffing envelopes or, um, creating boxes for shipment, right? Mm-hmm. Or stapling, and you pay them bi-weekly, and you would write a check in their name for the amount, put it in maybe their savings account. So you have proof on a statement that you've been getting paid from this, and you can write them mm-hmm. off at the end of the year. Now, this year, I didn't do that with Anya, but next year, I could do it with Anya if I'm more consistent. Okay. But you can't just See. be like, oh, I have a kid that work for me. Let me write off this. Exactly. Get that proof. See, this information is so vital because people write their kids off for every fucking thing anyway. But it would <laughs> obviously help establish their credit, establish their business acumen and saying like, you know what? We have a history of being employed and things like that. So mm-hmm. to me, this matters. And I really wish like people would take this point home at least because as a father, I want to make sure that like my daughter's good forever. Um especially with this LLC situation, like as you know, you're talking, as we're talking, I'm doing this research and I need to do it outside of the episode, but it's so much information to say, okay, like I want to make sure I do it right. And I want to make sure I hold on to it. So unlike when I look at the USPTO and I see a whole bunch of people who have like dead, like the live dead is like dead. And then their classes have like two or three numbers. It's like, Oh, so you just, you haven't done this right. And I'm looking at it now because you told me these things to look at. It's like, oh, like they just, they didn't do it right at all. It's not even that they didn't do it right. They didn't pay their yearly fees. If I don't pay Mm -hmm. my yearly for my LLC, I lose it. If I don't pay my fee for like my trademark per year to keep it live and Mm -hmm. consistent with what the government says I have to do as a business, I lose it and I have to start all over. A lot of people maybe had the money when they started the company or they started the business and then throughout the year, they don't have it to keep up with it. Just like with Mm -hmm. your insurance. Yes, I have a $100,000 K life insurance policy, but if I miss one payment, 
that shit gone. Mm-hmm. So all the money that I invested all these months, I have to start over and keep it up. Like that's why people be like, "Oh, insurance is a scam." But what wealthy people do is, let's say if a wealthy person got paid fifty thousand dollars and they want a mm-hmm. twenty thousand dollar life insurance policy, they gonna call that insurance company and be like, "I want to wire twenty thousand dollars from my bank account." And for a $20,000 life insurance policy, whatever Mm. fee, the insurance, it might be a little bit more. The insurance get paid and guess what? That that life insurance policy is paying full. They ain't got to worry about it. It's paid off. Mm. The way you move your money and have it sit and you can borrow from life insurance policies whole life, you can make your life insurance policy be your bank. You don't got to deal with the bank no more once you got a whole policy paid off. And then mm. if you're taken away from your life insurance, ain't nobody saying, you you know, you need to put that back. If you don't put it back, guess what? You had $20,000. Now you only got 15000 in this hub. Mm. That's why rich people stay rich because they got money to move in certain accounts that won't deflate. I'm learning tonight. I'm fucking learning. I'm sitting here. You know, I'd never sit here and just like take notes throughout the show. But guess who is this guy? I'm gonna play this message and I'm gonna go into this list. Shout out right. to the panel! Wow, Shan, you are answering my prayers right now. Yes, I have had so many questions about forming an LLC. For me and for my son who is in modeling right now. So I'm trying to yeah. figure out how do that work. Um, I'm going to keep listening. And I thank you for your knowledge. Because I am learning something. Thank you. What's up, Greg? What's up, y'all? Let me tell you something. Putting your child in modeling is hard to do if you are a parent. Because you basically work for your kids. You got to make sure they get to their appointments on time. You got to make sure they fly out on time. You got to make sure they have the clothes they need. You got to make sure they have the um, cosmetics they need. Make all of that shit. Like, that's your time. Make sure you can write that off and get that back next year. Don't just give it away, you know? But um, I'm going to get into this list um, for creatives, what you can write off, okay? So um, electronics, you can write off. Office furniture, you can write off. Computer, and the thing with computer, you are allowed to write off up to $300 worth of business expenses. And when it comes to your laptop, if your laptop costs less than $300, you can claim it immediately as an immediate deduction for the full cost. So let's say if you have your Mac, and you got a hard drive, but you just need something that really doesn't cost as much as a Mac. Need something real quick. You buy something from the pawn shop and it costs $296 with tax. It came to 300 something. You could write that whole shit off. So in actuality, you got a laptop for free because you got a business. That's how they looking at it. Now, can you write off the whole amount for a Mac computer? No but you can write off up to $300 of that, which helps. Everything little helps. Um, If you have business insurance, you can write that off. If you have um, 
a phone that you pay for for your business, you can write that off. Um, when I did the switch for my uh, for my phone, my business account for my phone, they asked me how many employees do you have, how many lines. I could write ten people's lines off on that business account, but I don't have ten employees. But let's say my brother, he has an auto shop. What if they did like deliveries for people? He could give all of his employees a phone and a line and write that off and he not paying for that because he has a legit business that he has to write off what they need in order to conduct business. Same thing. I could write off um, the phone bill for my phone because it's under my business. I can write off stock photos that I pay for, AdWords, Twitter ads. Twitter ads for the minimum go for $50, okay? There's millions of people on Twitter. That's a great place to run your ad for your business. Clothing. You can write off a percentage of clothing. Remember, if you don't write it off correctly and show proof that you need that type of clothing, it will be considered a personal expense for the IRS. Again, I do not do taxes. I do not work for the IRS. I am not telling you what to do on your taxes. I'm giving you Googleable information. <laughs> um, if you bought a camera for your business, you could write that off. Rent cost. So I work from home. I have a podcast room in my house. And I also make content in my yard. I make content in the rooms of my house, the living room. Uh, when the sun is setting, that's my favorite time to make content because I have good natural light. I can write off a percentage of square footage of my house on my on my taxes. I can write off the utility bill, gas, a portion of it, electric, a portion of it, the water, a portion of it. So think about all those things. When you total up how much you pay for gas, that's a lot of money. When you total up for a year, how much you pay for electric, that's a lot of money. Um, proof of clothing, make sure you have that proof that you needed the makeup for your business. So like for her, for her son, if they use makeup that she has to get, she could write that off because he models. Um, your business has more credibility as an LLC that, than it does what you saying on your taxes. Oh, well, that's for business. You got to be able to prove it. So that's why it's better to have your individual taxes and your LLC and have it really set up correctly. If you have an email host that you pay for, you can write that off. Website, you can write that off. Gra graphic designer that you pay for, you can write that off. Zoom account, you can write that off. Um, platform that you have to be on, that you have to pay for, you can write that off. So like some people might use Buzzsprout as like their podcast host. If I had a legit business and an LLC for my podcast, I'm gonna say, the monthly amount that I got to pay for Buzzsprout, I'm going to write that off. Okay. Plugins, you could write that off. Facebook and IG ads, you could write that off. TikTok ads, you could write that off. Travel expenses, you could write that off. Seminars that you pay for, you could write that off. Workshops, you could write that off. Lighting that you have to buy that's very fucking expensive, you could write that off. You had to get a new desk, write that off. Calendar um, apps, you could write that off. Uh, the cost that you pay for your LLC for your business, you could write that off. Gas in your car to get to and from your clients and whatever you got to do, you could write that off. Startup costs, you could write that off. Like I said, there's more that can go on that list, 
depending for what you pay for for your business, like mics, a roadcaster, that shit is not cheap. Lenses for cameras, that shit is not cheap. So how you look at it is between January and April, that's tax paying season. Between May and December, that's tax saving season. That's where you want to make sure you're getting all the write-offs you want to have for next year now. So if you haven't been spending, a lot of people feel like, okay, I have a business. Let's save the money we make. Sometimes having a business and trying to save all the money is going to make you lose money next year because you're not breaking even. So a lot of times wealthy people really don't want to buy the expensive shit, but they buy the expensive shit so they won't have to owe the next year. So it looks like, oh, she, you know, uh, <laughs> Greg was going in on some some ugly leather claws Joe Budden had on. Listen, listen. Botega Venta, right? And when oh. I looked at the price of them shit, she was like, what? But maybe he spent the money on that shit. Maybe Bottega was like, let's send you this so you could wear it on the podcast and they could be you could make a clip out of it and we'll give you money. You know, you never yep. know with a celebrity if they pay for what they're wearing or they were given this gift so the viewers can do the marketing and they can make back the money triple times or quadruple times. Like you never know. But most wealthy people they're not buying this high-end luxurious shit just to be buying it. They're buying it to break even so they don't have to pay the IRS more money next year. Bingo. This um, is like that NBC, the more you know logo where the fucking yeah. thing goes over the rainbow because yeah. I'm learning this stuff and not only am I learning, I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, like, do you know how much money I've wasted and not like fully looked at the scope of how much money I've spent that I could be getting back. You said a few mm -hmm. things. I bought a new camera this year and I bought a lens. The lens was $500 by itself. The camera, roughly, I'd say like eight, 900 bucks. The fact that the lens is worth just as much as the camera is like that. Um, also, I don't know if this actually equates to the list that you had given, but like phone insurance, like having insurance on that stuff i'm hoping that yeah. it's tax deductible because i pay into that and i don't use it like knock on wood like say like for me for verizon i pay 50 dollars a month for verizon wireless for insurance on my devices so ipad iphone apple watch all that stuff i pay them 50 dollars regardless if i lose a phone break a phone you know something happens to the phone whatever I pay into that and there's no incentivized reason for doing it. Now, if I cancel it and I ironically lose my phone, well, guess what? Now I have to buy a whole new phone. So it's like yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. So when it comes to tax season, I'm hoping I can say, you know what? Hey, I'm paying them roughly because, I mean, $50 times 12, that's a lot of fucking money that I'm paying them. And then obviously, you know, they say it's 50 when it's really like 52, 53 because they add their little $1.70 taxes for this and then there's a tax for this and there's a tax for that so i'm hoping when it comes to tax season because now i have roughly what four or five months to figure it out until mm -hmm. what because i'm going to file what february 1st but either way i have about three or four months to figure things out get these receipts in order 
But when I was telling you before, I'm going to have to, in order to make things a little bit easier for me, take these subscriptions, take these purchases and things that I make and create a whole new checking account, a whole new business account, like you had said, and have it just for those purposes so it can be itemized. Because obviously I'll go out like tonight, went out to dinner with my wife. That's not considered a business expense because we're not doing anything business-wise. But when I go and report that to my tax person, they're going to just see a transaction. I'm going to have to try to explain that. I'm going to have to try to itemize that. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that what you were saying, like, okay, if you just keep things separate and you keep all the expenses that you do for business, business, and you can, like, prove that you use them for business, it makes it easier. Mm -hmm. Because right now, I'm not in the position for that. So I'm hoping January 1, I start that journey. Because this Mm -hmm. year, it's just like, okay, every purchase I've made is just with my checking account. It's like, all right, cool, boom. Paid for, you know, the Amazon microphone, or boom, I paid for a new XLR cable, I paid for a new camera, paid for a new lens. 2023 we're starting a whole new mission at least in my personal opinion and i'm learning so thank you for this yeah. I, but i know you got more so i'm gonna be quiet you are welcome um what else um you can write off bank fees if you have business insurance or um there's a fee for your card that you have your business with um the business uh bank that i use for my llc is no uh novo I think that's what it's called. And it's an online bank and it has a um it has a regular, you know, routing number, account number. And when I get paid from the podcast each month, that money goes from Red Circle into that account. That account pays for Apple, Apple Insurance, uh Canva, Netflix, HBO. Um, what else does it pay for? Uh, website stuff. Um, for shambypodden.com. Um, Google, and I don't have to think about it because I know I'm getting paid from the podcast every month. I don't have to worry about if something's paid or not. And if I want to move money into that account in order to pay for something business-wise that's pulling from that account. All I have to do is set up a draft for my regular account for my um, credit union and it'll go directly into that business account. So what I'm going to be doing now is making sure that there's enough money for my uh, my business phone bill in that account. And when I set up an account for it to auto pay draft from because they give you a discount if you auto pay, I don't have to think about it. And it's easy next year when I need to do my taxes and I'll just be like, phone, paid this month, phone, paid this month, phone, paid this month, write it off. Ain't got to think about it. Was this your business phone or your personal? It's coming from the business account. It was the business account. Okay. It's really about being organized and not having to think about it. And, and I think that's my issue too. Um, once upon a time, I was doing the auto pay with my bank, which at the time, Bank of America. And you know how they do, like, you can say, you know what, I have a bill that needs to be paid on the 15th. So, you know, your checking account, hey, that bill, we auto pay it, right? They paid it on the 15th. That transaction didn't happen until the 20th, 21st, right? So it was always something like, oh, like, I know I paid that. I know it's supposed to come out versus what you're saying. And hopefully I'm tying it in 
But if you have a completely separate account, well, you know, for, you know, a fact, if you have, say, like $80 worth of things that you pay for, talking about, you know, phone bill, uh, Netflix, like you said, um, Canva, all these things, like say if they just total, I know 80 sounds like a ridiculous number, but just, just go with that. If we have $80 every month, it might come out of your direct deposit, right? You know, you get paid from your full-time job, you know, a certain amount. You just allot that to go towards your business account and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. There's $80 a month that is going to my business account and mm -hmm. everything is already set for auto pay on that business account. So we know for a fact that that's coming out every month. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have to worry about that because all those bills are paid. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yes. So like, um... Let's say my phone bill, my new phone bill for my business account is going to be on the 17th. Mm -hmm. As long as AT&T can pull from that routing number on the 17th and that money is in there, mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Now, what's going to trip you up is you're waiting for a transfer of money to go into that business account and it didn't hit mm -hmm. yet and they pull and it's not there and then you have an issue. Um. Sometimes when I know I'm moving money and I'm not sure when the time is that it's going to drop in what account, I just go ahead and manually pay it mm -hmm. on the app. And so I don't have to worry yeah. about them draft. And then next month I ain't got to worry about it because it'll be set up and it'll be on time. A lot of times the there is like a five-day period where let's say the payment was for the 10th and the 10th was on a Friday, your bank mm -hmm. won't pull it until Monday. What you got to do mm -hmm. is make sure when they schedule to pull it on the 10th, that money was in there on the 10th. Because even if they try to pull it on Monday, it's not going to show that you paid on Monday. It's going to show that you paid on Friday, but your bank release it a different day. Mm -hmm. So that's what trips up people um, that don't understand um pending pending payments yeah. and uh processing some people will be late on the bill pay it today and then call back five hours later and be like why is my account still showing a balance due or why is it still showing canceled because the system needs at least 48 hours to process it and don't let that shit be a weekend that shit's not gonna show correct until monday it's, nothing is instant. So all you have to do is make sure the money's there and you're not going to be canceled because it's going to show on Monday. What, you're, you're do, what you paid is going to show that you paid it on Friday. When it processes in our system, is going to show on Monday. And don't let it be a holiday. That shit going to show on Tuesday. Hmm. So the best thing for you to do is to be organized, have a calendar, know when shit is going to come out, pay your credit card bills in full before they're due, because when your credit card reports to the um, credit card bureau, I want to say it's before your due date. So part two of how you can keep most of the money you're investing in yourself and your brand and your business as a creator will be dropped next Monday morning. There won't be a 
Five Mile Stereo show this Saturday because Greg has a wedding to go to. So don't be on Stereo app looking for us to do a show. will be a show this Saturday, but we got you with a part two of this episode on Monday. Peace.